So there's a couple things that I was thinking about talking about tonight. Um, and uh, we'll get into them in a second. But uh, let's let's uh, let's start. OK, well, yeah, let's let's start with something really happy. So everyone knows a lot of shit's been happening in the world. And depending on what you guys want to talk about tonight, we can get into it or not. Uh, this is Wednesday night, Wednesday, May 25th, 8.48 p.m. And so Tuesday night, the yesterday um, after the shooting at the elementary school, pretty tough day you know, overall, especially being the parent of a kid. And I went to bed. I went to bed. The Yankees had just tied the game up again. Uh, Trevino had hit a single in the seventh inning, I think, after King came in, who I've been calling Mariano Rivera 2.0 and has his worst outing. Now he's moved into high leverage positions because the other thing I want to talk about, all the injuries that the Yankees all of a sudden have. But King comes in, gives up the three-run homer to Rookie of all people, and porches it to right field. So I'm like, fuck, they're going to lose this game. And then I saw Torres hit the homer, and I see uh, Trevino get the hit. So I go to bed. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to hope that they win. I see that they win. I I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. But in the morning when I woke up, I saw that it was Trevino who got the hit. And I was like, wow, he had a big night because he had a home run early on in the game. He had the the single that I just mentioned. And then he had the game-winning hit. Come to find out, it was his dad's birthday. Now, his dad's been past uh gone since 2013 but it was his dad's birthday yesterday and he's from texas and so the first thing he did in the post-game interview was acknowledge what happened uh with with the massacre and i just thought like how special sports is like we i i talked about it in my book i talk about it with people all the time like sports is really a community builder that I think gets overlooked sometimes. And like, yeah, there's those people out there who like don't want anything to get in the way of their sports. They don't want any of the talking heads to talk about anything but sports because they just want it to be a distraction. And I get it. And that's what I used the Yankees for last night. That's what I'm using the Yankees for tonight as well. But I was like, how cool is it that a guy from Texas who's grieving, it's his dad's birthday. He's gone, but it was his dad's birthday. He's only playing because Agashioka is on the COVID IL. He's a lifelong and, Yankees fan. <laughs> he's a lifelong Yankees fan. I practiced it in the backyard with his yeah. dad. And yeah, so, so did you hear Kay on the broadcast today? No, no, no. His Give dad used to tell him all the time, you're going to be on the Yankees and you're going to get a walk-off. You know, you're going to have a walk-off one of these nights. Ugh. And before the game yesterday... Michael K talked to him while he was sitting drinking coffee out of his dad's favorite coffee mug, which was a Mickey Mantle coffee mug. So it was like a very important day for him. And for him to have that kind of performance was incredible. He had three RBI, three for four night or two for three night or three for four. Something like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, play him all the hits. time. Yeah. He, he, I used to be a big Higgy supporter. Oh, yeah, whatever. Higgy can ride the bench. Play Trevino. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just so cool. And it just, it's a, it's a big reminder. I think like we're obviously sports fans because we nerd out about it. We love the competition. We love the history. You know, there's a lot of things about sports, but then there is that special like community building. There's the, the, the way that so many times in our country's history or in world history, nine 11, the Boston uh, marathon bombings, uh, you know, those are a couple of things that are coming to head or coming to my head at least right away where communities rallied around their sports team to get back to normal, you know, and uh, Katrina and, and the, uh, the saints and everything. That was a big deal for them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That was huge. And it's just so in the face of everything, it was, it was a great way to start the day because I I was still feeling, you felt like hungover. Um, even though I, I didn't have a drink or anything, you just woke up and you were like, is this the world I live in, you know, and, and everything. And uh, to hear that story, that, that was really special. And I just thought we should definitely tell that story for the people who maybe don't follow baseball or don't follow the Yankees or like the Yankees or whatever it is. And just really showcase like how special sports are and 
the impact that it can make the positive impact, you know, even if it is just a distraction and, you know, maybe there's the, the people out there who are like, well, we shouldn't be distracted. We should be doing something, but I mean, like you got to enjoy life too. Well, well, yeah. It's a good <laughs> distinction. Like it's a distraction. We're not saying it's more important than what's going on, but right. it is for everyone's mental health and for everyone's, you know, blood pressure for lack of better, like it's important. Uh, and I'd say, I'd say it's worth, just checking out the video of Trevino hitting his walk-off hit. Yeah. Because just his, his elation there, like he has the hit, he takes two steps. Then he sees it got past the third baseman and he got that big, like smile and does a small fist bump. And then he just starts putting his hands out like, ah, I got it. I got it. I got it. And uh, it was just really neat. It was really neat to see. And, and I don't know, any, any, any kid who's played baseball and dreamed about making the majors, you know, dreams of that moment and to see him get it. Um, now the other stat. Did you see the other stat they talked about? This is his second walk-off hit in his career, and both times he's knocked in Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, <laughs> <laughs> wow. the teammates in Texas before they Hilarious. were on the Yankees. So um, I think he knocked in Kiner-Falefa twice last night. But wow! Uh, yeah, yeah, he did knock him twice. Yeah, yeah, that was a neat one. Yeah. Um, Wow. Yeah. And they, and they weren't that Trevino wasn't part of that. It's the, it's the other guy who's on the IL, right? The 60 day IL who came over yeah, the package uh, from the twins. Ben, right. Ben, yeah. Ben Rope, yeah. Trevino is here just because the Yankees he got needed it. a backup catcher. Right. But he also has talked about how he loves being on the Yankees. He loves the feel of the team. He feels like even though his traditional stats, his batting average and home runs don't look all that great. He's like the Yankees saw value in me because he's considered one of the best defensive catchers in the leagues in terms of pitch framing. Um, And so for, to go back to save metrics and stats wise, advanced stats for everyone listening, pitch framing, essentially um, based on his subtle movements, um, he gets extra strikes during the game um, that equate to extra outs that he may that other catchers may normally not get just based on how he moves the ball as he catches it to fool the umpire into calling more strikes. So he's very good at that. Um, he's very good defensively. And the Yankees brought him on and saw that value. And he said that, that it means a lot to him that they saw the value in him. They brought him on and he's getting chances to play. I mean, he has as many at bats this year as Higashioka. Just, you know, I looked it up today. Wow. Um, <laughs> I think Higashioka's got five more plate appearances but they have the same number of at-bats. Um, and his stats actually look way better at the plate. Yeah. He's, he's plus 0.7 war. Higashioka's negative 0.7 war. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a win and a half there. Um, and so he's, he's, he's performing. He's doing exactly what he needs to do as a backup catcher. And uh, he, he's really enjoying it. And they also talked about, though, that even when he's not playing, him and Higashioka are kind of like a hive mind. They're always talking. They're always discussing um, – you know, how to approach hitters and strategy during the game. And, you know, Garrett Cole came out and said, Hey, this guy's great. Like he does every, like he's always in the game. He's playing when he's even when he's on the bench, he's still playing in the game. He's discussing strategy. He's coming over to me and telling me if I'm doing something wrong or how to approach hitters. And again, that's all just really heartwarming. I'm happy. I hope I hope he stays on the team. Yeah. I, I think he's got, I think he's earned a spot and I think you just nailed the point that, I've said on this podcast before, and I just want to say it again, but the addition by the addition by subtraction. Oh yeah. Is the biggest move that the Yankees made this off season, getting rid of Gary Sanchez. Yeah. You missed the offense and yeah, the twins are doing okay this year and he's providing a little bit of offense for them. But up until recently, you know, they, they haven't really needed help on an offense. They've, they've had a rebound year from pretty much everybody, but Hicks, and, uh, you know, and, and so it's like, all right, your catcher's not going to give you offense, but to your point, if they're going to improve the, the way that the, the pitching staff is pitching and get more strikes and everything, I mean, and that whatever that, that laziness attitude that was carrying over to Glaber and, and everything, like that's, that's forever for me, depending on, I guess, you know, how, how things turn out with Glaber, we could revisit this but at least from the start it just looks like that was the best move that cashman made this season this off season excuse me gary gary's got 0.3 war trevino's got 0.7 <laughs> fucking hilarious oh wow. my god wow backup scrap heap texas yeah. rangers catcher yep wow. 
And well, now Gary's actually got a half a game offensive war, but his D war is negative point two. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's ridiculous how bad he is as a as a catcher. But sorry, Timmy. <laughs> Timmy mm-hmm. won't hear this anyway. Yeah, sorry, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to finish off with the Yankees, and then let's talk about our beers since we're we're all sipping on it here. It's uh, kind of alarming. Uh, what's happened over the course of the past five days. Michael Kay was talking about this earlier in today's game. In the last five days, Gil and Green both had Tommy John surgery or both had to go on the IL for Tommy John surgery. I don't know if Green's had it yet. I know uh, Gil has. Um, Stanton went on the IL for calf injury. DJ is day-to-day. He got a cortisone shot in his wrist. And there's one other. Uh, person that oh uh Luizaga went on the IL today with right shoulder inflammation shoulders never good that's just as bad as the elbow and um and Donaldson Higashioka and Gallo were all on the COVID list <laughs> right COVID and, and someone's got suspended for two yeah someone's it's, got uh, oblique problems uh oblique oblique I don't know but this is a totally different team and I know they're playing the Orioles tonight, but now they got to go to Matt's favorite place in the world, Tampa, and play the lovely Rays for a four-game series hey. before finally getting a scheduled off day on Memorial Day on Monday. They've had a couple rainouts during this like really long, brutal stretch that they've they've performed pretty well, and they're the first team to thirty wins in baseball this year. And but the team they were for the first seven weeks of the year has all already just drastically changed, and it'll be really interesting to see how they how they how the resolve is during this first bout of adversity don't say it's my favorite place i just want to see a game down there <laughs> although you know what they said though i one of the two of the games have sold out yeah, already. saturday saturday i think it's sold out yeah yeah which is nuts for the rays no one ever goes to those games i mean you know you're essentially playing in a leaky gymnasium <laughs> <laughs> with like catwalks suspended from the ceiling that are in play yeah. Um, I mean that that's right. It's a lit, but I don't know why, guy. I want to see a game there. I want to see a game there. Um, maybe it's a, a misguided thought that I can get good seats. Maybe it's just. Uh, I mean, it is. I, I having been to Tampa once before. I can tell you, it's in a weird part of town. It's not easy to get to. Uh, it's just kind of this imposing structure on a city block. But there's a couple breweries kind of close, and you know, <laughs> make an afternoon of it. I mean, I know we joked about it and said that we would go to a Savannah Banana game before we'd go to a Rays game. But if we're going to, like, explore Tampa and everything, like, I, I could get down for that. You know, I could I could say, like, okay, let's spend a weekend in Tampa, explore and But, but there's, there's one big difference between those two teams. The non-affiliated independent league Savannah Bananas actually sell out their games. So <laughs> right. All of their uh, games. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like there's a waiting list. Like yeah. there's a, a multi-year, like there's a, ba- there's a waiting list. Yeah. Amazing. Um, also, did I talk about banana ball last time? Maybe I should talk about it tonight. We'll talk uh, about that later. Okay. We'll yeah. talk about banana ball later. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about beers then. Matt, you were just sipping on yours. It looks Delicious. Oh yeah, so I, I I actually I've got two pilsners from Human Robot tonight. I'm wearing my Human Robot shirt. Um, Are you drinking both of them together? No, no, no. I I, I was thirsty and drank this one first. Okay. Um, now I'm drinking <laughs> Rang, Rangi Rangi. It's a New Zealand. So it's a pilsner hops with New Zealand hops. Mm. Um, so Human Robot's known for their lagers and pilsners. Um, one of my probably my favorite brewery in Philly. Um, but next weekend, June fourth, they've got their big um log jamming festival um why is it called log jamming because it's going to be full of loggers ah logger <laughs> logger ah, yeah. um so they make pilsners and loggers um that's they're called um claim to fame they're very good at it they're i mean it's they're excellent beers and they're inviting 40 or 50 breweries that are also well known for making loggers and pilsners to town um, i'm looking forward to it i'm a vip at the event with my brother we'll be having some fun um, enjoying hey. a lot of the beers, but I went last night to their second location in town and met my brother. They they've got a German theer- themed beer house in northern Philly called uh, in, a, in a spot called Jenkintown. So I got some schnitzel, mm. and uh, it was good, very tasty schnitzel. Love schnitzel. First, every time, I've, first time I've ever had schnitzel. 
um, and uh, just like saying schnitzel, um, <laughs> and uh, had some beers and, and got some beer to go there. So it was it was a good it was a good trip. Awesome, so, yeah. Enjoying it tonight. What do you what do you drink, Colin? Aloha, aloha. In front surfer. of your face. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there we go. Aloha Surfer from my favorite brewery in Raleigh, North Carolina, Trophy Brewing. Hell yeah, very, Trophy. Very, very cool place. Uh, good good <clears throat> beer, good food. Their pizza, I forget what type of pizza it is, but it has honey on it. And I'm usually a Kevin McAllister, like just give me the cheese pizza type thing. But man, this pizza is really, really good. Ha- and, have uh, they expanded? Because I went there in 2014 and they were like, like their brewery and, and restaurant was like a shoebox. Like it was tiny. Then it must have. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was, it wasn't huge, but, and they had outdoor seating. Did yeah. they have outdoor? No, they didn't back then. Yeah. So but, it might be a different location. Yeah. Known for the pizza, known for their beer. Good place yeah. in Raleigh. Awesome. Yeah. Do you yeah. have any more of that? You should keep it for this weekend. Uh, I do. I do have, yes. I'll, I'll save you one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I gave one to my dad drank one the other day and this is the third so i think i have one left yeah okay yeah um i didn't get it from trophy i didn't get a chance to go to trophy but i went to wegman's because it's like five minutes down the street from my parents house and and uh they had it and i was like yep that's that's what i'm doing yep yeah ethan what do you got that can looked a little a little uh different yeah uh i've had this one before or one from this company uh true respite uh trout it's got fish on it. Okay. Yeah, it's a yeah. nice like drawing painting of a trout. It's just a lager. Um, tasty. I've had it before. It's out of Montgomery County, Maryland, which is where I live. Uh, the, the county that's right um, right next to D.C. with uh, Bethesda and stuff. And um, I think I live like maybe 15, 20 minutes from the brewery. I've never actually been oh, there. But, we'll have to go there um, and have to come down. Yeah, yeah. The lager, I mean, I've had their lager and their Hefeweizen because um, a, 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 a mutual friend brought, brought say, them to say, like a party we had yeah yeah and I, I know i know other people you live with really like hefeweizen so that's yeah uh, right that, so. exactly yeah and they were both solid like this yeah. is this is a nice you know a nice lager um yeah and because i ran out of my other half stash last night i had my my last one uh last night so well you'll, you'll get some uh, more this weekend don't worry perfect yeah no, I had should, last... uh, with all those hefts you should bring them up to syracuse and take them to wolf's they can get some beer there Oh yeah, yeah. I guess they probably have a lot of that up there, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure German, that's like what that type of, yeah, yeah, it's all yeah. German beer there. Yeah, yeah. nice. Um, no, that's awesome. I, 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 I got the Citra Week pack right now, so uh, okay, sweet. Um, I'm excited. I'm bringing, yeah. I'm bringing your full allotment down. Um, I figured. Well, since since Devin, if he does listen to the show. Devin, I'm talking to you. If not, you're missing out. But since he won't be there, um, you know, I was I was just going to bring the beer to share, but now it's all going to go to Ethan. So, yeah, Devin, boo, you're lost. You're lost. <laughs> Fuck the Celtics. I hope they lose tonight. Yeah, I got I got something for you, Colin. Too. Don't worry. I got a I got a milkshake IPA from the OG Milkshake Brewery for you. Yes. So. Very it's, cool. It's different than the fruit punch one I brought you, brought you last year, so don't worry. Nice, nice. I was gonna. Say, we'll we'll talk about it offline, but I'm gonna do a beer run um, for some Charlotte beer, so we can talk about what you guys want me to. Oh shit! I got I got one I want you to look out for. So you want we me can to put it on here? There's there's a there's a company in in North Carolina making a cheer wine lager. If you see that, I want it. I want cheer it. Wine? Cheer wine, like the old cola, the soda. It's not a cola. It's a cherry soda beverage. I thought it was like a cola type thing. Yeah. Isn't so? Isn't cherry soda cola? No, no. What's cola? Actually, cola. okay. I know part of the answer to this because I've been watching this anime show called Doctor Stone, and it's super cool. If you, but his anime is like wild. This is my first real anime I've ever watched before. Anime is fucking what is, wild. What is it? Japanese like cartoons, uh, uh, Japanese animated TV uh, shows. Pokemon. Yeah, and so not Pokemon. And so like you listen <laughs> you to like you listen to like Japanese like the Japanese voice actors, and you see like the English dubs. But like the animation style, the vocal deli- like it's it's very unique. It's 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 its own thing. It's fascinating. But in any case, this Doctor Stone one is like basically like a glorifying science. It's like about science and which sound, I won't, I won't go into all the other details, but suffice to say, it's actually, it's very cool. And there's conflict, right? It's not just like science that there's conflict, right? Point being in one episode, they talked about making cola 
and pull a nut. lime and cilantro are part of it. I remember. I don't remember what else, but I remember that lime and cilantro are like, like an important like part cola of cola. from Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah. Lime and uh, cilantro. It's it's an herbal drink. It's an herbal mix. So there's a cola nut. There's you know you can have lime in there. You can have cilantro. You can have different herbs and roots. Um, the coca leaf, which is why Coca Cola used to have cocaine in it because it had the coca leaf in it. Um, it's an herbal drink. Um, and the reason I know Ethan, not your your reason's much cooler, but like Red Bull a couple of years ago tried coming out with Red Bull Cola, which was like all natural, like made from just herbs and spices and natural. It tasted like crap. Um, <laughs> but but I got a bunch of free stuff because they would just leave a bunch around campus when I was in college. So I'd be like, well, you just left 44 packs. I'm going to take six of them because I can carry that. <laughs> i'm picturing so. i'm that was such a good image god we gotta we gotta get screenshots of these i'm picturing matt like walking down the streets of cleveland with this like six four packs with yeah yeah no, oh just, just put like like family guy tuba music behind as i'm trying to carry these perfect know, yes which which at that point i already knew i didn't like how they tasted but they were free and i was in college so like i'm gonna take as many as i can carry <laughs> so uh, we're um we're in the process of of helping people so matt i have a question for you uh, finally in charlotte it's rained the it didn't rain today. It didn't rain yesterday, but it rained a lot on Monday and it rained a little bit on Sunday as well. And, uh, I've, I've been keeping the lawn we just got new landscaping. So I've been keeping the, the length of the lawn, like at, at the highest setting of the lawn mower, because I don't want it to burn, especially with the, I mean, we had like three straight weeks of no rain and it was just yep. me watering the, the lawn and it's already hot down here and everything. So, uh, anyway, this morning, wake up and there's mushrooms, not all over, but in a lot of areas of the grass. And mm-hmm. so Toddy's you know, freaking out and everything. And so I, I did, I did some research, but I want you to confirm. It doesn't seem like mushrooms are a bad thing. It, 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 uh, actually signifies that you have healthy soil, which is yes. new for us. We had very unhealthy soil yes. for a long time. And, um, it, basically what I read was just leave them alone, mow them when, when you mow the lawn or when the sun comes out, it'll burn them off and everything. them down if you want, but spoiler alert for Toddy, when you're listening to this tomorrow morning on your run, um, uh, there's mushroom spores and fungus spores everywhere, everywhere. (gasps) I just breathed in some fungus spores. (gasps) I did it again. I just breathed some out. You guys should watch the. It's, I think it's on Netflix. I can't remember. Uh, there's a documentary came out a couple years it's ago amazing. called Fantastic Fungi. It's amazing. It's yeah. fascinating. Mushrooms are fucking crazy, yeah. and they are everywhere. And there's so many kinds. It's like super fascinating. It's yeah. really really interesting. Yeah. But Sorry. Colin, you're right. It is a sign of healthy soil. Um, there and usually just from appearance and unwanted things. You can, like I said, you can go kick them over if you want. Mm-hmm. um they're like little but, mini ones though they're like this big i mean they'll get bigger but um yeah it, it's just a sign that there's some spores there that have the right conditions to grow um you know they're not necessarily going to compete with the grass they don't need the same things you know for everyone who's on the podcast listening um i work for scott's miracle grow um i looked I, at it i looked at an article specifically by scott's by the way okay so so scott's has two locations, two plants located down here because there's a lot of mushroom growers. And when mushroom growers, meaning the people who grow mushrooms for your food at restaurants and at the grocery store, when they're done with the the dirt that they grow their mushrooms in, they let it, they let it age for a year in a field. And then we buy it because at that point, after a year of aging, it's still really good for, it's a really good high nitrogen base for plants. Uh, It's just not what they need for, for mushrooms anymore. So um, you know, they're not competing for nutrients. Um, you know, you're not going to have mushrooms take over your lawn and, and kill all your grass. Um, you know, if you get a lot out there, I'd say walk out there and kick them over. But um, yeah, spores are everywhere. It's just a, a nutrient and moisture combination with the spore in the right spot that led to some mushrooms growing. Okay. But it's tough because like, like um, there's certain fungi that will grow in mulch too. And like, people don't want to see that people put mulch down because they want it yeah. to look nice. And yeah, 
Um, you know, there's actually one we, we we just colloquially call it at Scott's the dog the dog vomit mushrooms because they're fun, fungus because it looks like dog puke and it's terrible. Like it's you don't you don't want it, it. It looks bad. You don't want that on your on your mulch. So um, we try and do certain things to avoid that as well. So yeah, okay. Well, the heat is picking up again starting tomorrow. Here it's been a little cool. It's been like seventy degrees the past couple of days. So it's been cool. It rained it's mostly in the shady condition. So I wasn't worried about it. And I just want to make sure that, I mean, a, the heat's going to pick up B I'm going to mow the lawn before you get here. But when you get here on Sunday that you're not going to yell at me. No, or... no, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm assuming it's already going to look a lot better than last year. So don't worry. <laughs> oh, I mean, hundred times better. You'll I brought, see. You'll, did I bring you'll you dirt see... last year? Yep. Yep. I still have some. <laughs> um, you, you'll see the, uh, the only parts that haven't really taken are edges um every everything else looks great so if you just like ignore the edges it looks really good but there's there's a couple edge areas that definitely didn't take and we'll have to figure out a way to rectify that but yep definitely looks 100 times better it, you know yeah. it'll be a whole new lawn it is a whole new lawn fascinating stuff I dirt know. talk dirt talk i love it is there, <laughs> i was just thinking is there an emoji for dirt so you can put that in your little post tomorrow or whenever you, uh, i think there is drop the episode and let me look that'll be one dirt, of the dirt, dirt, dirt talk. Is dirt talk yeah there you go perfect let's see we got to get little uh sound bites of these things to save i mean you could put the poo emoji there since like mushroom compost that's a little bit of horseman or mixed in so that's yeah. true too yeah but yeah, that, there is but no that, would, that would okay that would make I'll people literally think poop talk though they're gonna think we're actually like talking about feces <laughs> but that might get people's attention so. true yeah. i guess so yeah yeah <laughs> we've got what the people want i mean yeah. <laughs> you know uh-huh. Joe Rogan spews shit and gets millions and millions of listeners. Why can't we talk about poop and try and get some? You know, yeah, exactly. fair enough. Yeah. Exactly, uh-huh. Matt. This is why we have you. Wow, <laughs> so good. All right. Well, uh, I I had uh, oh uh, a couple other things I want to talk about just really quick, and then we can talk about whatever you guys want to talk Banana about. Ball. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, Ball. <laughs> All right. Imagine a world where the pandemic happens as it did and instead of michael jordan's last dance documentary Derek jeter's documentary the captain comes out and people are are feeling the exact same way they were in the early parts of the pandemic back in april 2020 do you think that the captain is as popular as the last dance was because i already know that the captain will not be as popular as the last dances in the real universe but had had it been the documentary that came out in april of 2020 would it be as popular or was it because michael jordan is just the biggest a-hole the biggest competitor one of the the most interesting athletes of our generation and Derek jeter is like pretty boring all things considered (laughs) I'll let Ethan answer first. Um, I think the MJ one would be bigger regardless. Yeah. I think even if the Jeet one had come out like early on in the pandemic when people were at home and like doing lots of shit um, and like the MJ one was to come out now, for instance, I think MJ would still be bigger because I think that I, I think that he's just more transcendent of an athlete. I think Jeter is pretty transcendent, but I think if you ask the average person on the street, have you heard of Michael Jordan? it's going to be a really high percentage. Have you heard of Derek Jeter? It'll probably still be a pretty high percentage, but I, I would be willing to bet that Jordan would be a higher percentage. And um, that's even my though guess. Derek Jeter played for the Yankees, even though, yeah, even though Jeter played for the Yankees, because I I'm don't, not, I'm I not think, disagreeing. I'm yeah. Just, yeah. Right. I think baseball is less popular. I think that's part of it, but I also think it's to your point about MJ himself being just such an interesting athlete, just on his own, regardless of sport. And, uh, so yeah, my sense, and, and I'd be actually, I'd be super curious to see like if there was any actual data I doubt there is, but my sense is that Jordan is just known by more people and, and, and would, would garner more interest to that documentary. So I, I think that one would be bigger regardless. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think basketball lends itself to be more of a, um, you know, one person can dominate the basketball game. Um, True. And yeah. oftentimes in the early nineties, that one person was Michael Jordan. Yeah. Whereas like Derek Jeter gets up four times a game and 
Yeah, he makes a highlight, and yeah, he he sends. You but know, was it. also the worst defensive player in baseball history by uh, like all the advanced statistics that we now history? have today in history. In history, dude, in history, and it's not even close. By defensive runs saved, it's not even close. Joe Paz wrote about it in in the Baseball One Hundred, friend of the podcast. Okay, yeah, okay, right. Worst in yeah. history. Now, granted, you can you can measure there. There are different stats to measure defense. Defensive runs saved is just one of them, but it is a good one. It's a solid one. It's commonly used. Worst in history, not okay. even close. Okay. What do you what do you think regardless is the, of position? What do you think is the metric in basketball? If if people wanted to argue that Michael Jordan sucked at something the way people argue that Derek Jeter was a terrible shortstop, what do you think is the metric in basketball? Like is it is it he wasn't uh he didn't have enough steals or he missed too many three pointers or like what 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 would get people as like just the way you got riled up there, Ethan, about Jeter's defense. Like- I just think it's really interesting because because there was this narrative when he was playing that is still held by people that he was some great defensive shortstop because he, he won some gold gloves and because he used to make those plays in the hole where he'd do the jump throw and everything. Backhand. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so people think that he's really good. But the thing is, if you were to watch Andrelton Simmons, for instance, who's one of the greatest defenders in history, do you know what he would do on that play? He would move over like a few steps, get there quickly. He wouldn't have to dive. He wouldn't have to slide. He'd snag it. He would stand there. He'd throw a fucking rocket. Boom. Nothing. Bam. Routine now, play. I think That's Jeter had a rocket of an arm. I, I eh, agree with that. No. Maybe when he was young. Not compared Not compared to these like tr- like the the true like genius well, defenders. Yeah. yeah, yeah uh-uh. Yeah. Who's who's that guy that the Yankees got from Seattle? The shortstop that was couldn't hit but was really really good. Uh, like a bit player, bench player. When? Uh, like ten years ago. Ten years ago from Seattle. Um, um, shortstop. Um, to play for Jeter? No, no, no. Didn't play. Not to play for Jeter. Just. Uh, we'll have to see if we can. Yeah, look it up. But oh, the question. Oh, I was going to answer though about Matt. While you're looking that up, the MJ thing. The only thing I, I mean, I don't know that much about basketball, as you guys know. Only thing I can imagine that you could levy against him is maybe like, you know, he was more of a scorer first and didn't do much in terms of rebounds and assists. Whereas now you have somebody like Russell Westbrook, who has like averaged a triple double for an entire season multiple times. And LeBron, who's like an incredible scorer, but also will average, you know, eight, 10, 11 rebounds and assists and shit like that. Um but it's just a different style of play, right? Like the game is different now. There are different styles of players. And I feel like that would probably be a stretch to, to complain about that in Jordan. Well, and case, also, but... could you, could you make the argument that defensive alignment matters as well in the sense that Jeter played in a more traditional where he was probably out of position and had to make up more range as a result. Whereas yeah. Simmons sometimes doesn't even need to take a step because he's right there, you know, where, where the data says the ball is going to be hit, you know, and, that, and everything. Yeah, that might be part of it. But Simmons also has been around for a while. I mean, his first few years when he was like truly magnificent, um, like the shift was not as heavily used then. And also I think that the shift has more of an impact on the right side of the infield. I think it's more about all the lefty pull hitters. Like, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it, but, but I think you're probably right. I think that there probably is an impact there. But in the case of somebody like Simmons versus Jeter, I still think it's like negligible. But but that is that is like a fair point. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure that with if if it was uh, you know if Jeter's career if 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 they were shifting the way they shift now, I imagine his defensive numbers would have been somewhat better. He probably maybe he wouldn't have been the worst in history. You know, he might have been just like top five or top ten. Now you're saying he's the worst shortstop? No, regardless of position. In like terms of minimum of, of what games like that, I can't remember, but yeah. I remember like Gary Sheffield was also in the, the top five or bottom five. Maybe you should say, yeah. um, I can't remember who else was in there, but, but at least the people that Joe Paz had listed in, in his piece, they were all people who had like long careers. So, um, I think at least when he wrote about it, he had some sort of minimum for games or whatever, but yeah, didn't matter position. It was just defensive runs saved. And for yeah. Jeter, it was like negative two fifty, And the next person was like negative one ninety or something. Um, does the position, I mean, does the, sh- I'm just curious why Matt's doing his research. Yeah. Does the position of shortstop carry more weight than um, so, most positions? Well, so that's that's a really interesting question. So I don't know how they do the calculations, but certainly when we think of when we think of premium defensive positions, we think of center and short and catcher, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have a feeling that 
um, whether or not it's sort of weighted more than other p positions, even if it's not weighted more, um, it's probably exaggerated because Jeter probably had way more plays where he was touching the ball than somebody who played second base or somebody who played left field or something. Yeah. So that probably especially, magnifies Especially in things. that era when there was a lot more rolling over, ground balls, you know, things like that. Like the ball was yeah. on the ground more than it is in today's game. Oh, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt. Brendan Ryan. Oh, Brendan Ryan. I forgot about that. I feel like that was the, I feel like those were the crazy years maybe where he was yeah. on uh, when me and Colin lived together, when those lineups were like, you know, out of a fucking horror story. Over, well, over Jeter three was seasons, hurt in 2013. So three seasons that, that for the Yankees, sense. um, 114 games, one home run, oh my God. 17 RBI. <laughs> I yeah. was thinking of, yeah. I was thinking of Brian Roberts for a second. I know he had a hot minute with the Yankees. Remember when he was oh, supposed did he to be really? great for the Orioles? Yeah. He, yeah, he started there he, for a couple of years. He was there for like, he, he started the season with the Yankees and got hurt right away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He was like, Uke. The, he pulled the, the Eucalyst. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What? Eucalyst, what? Two games? I, I don't know. It was not many. <laughs> well, now not I got to look that up. Yeah. Uke was supposed to be Donaldson. And hopefully Donaldson hasn't like turned some kind of weird corner with, with his crap that's been going on and everything. Mm. Cause yeah. Yeah. Oh he, no. Euclid made it through 28 games. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Donaldson's probably played 28 games, right? He hit two home runs yeah. as a Yankee. There you go. His OPS plus was 80. <laughs> was that his final season? Yeah. He's yeah. done after that. Yeah. He played, uh, Half of 2012 with Boston, or a third, and then the second half of 2012 with the White Sox. And wow. then he played 28 games with the Yankees, and he was done. Fascinating. Wow. That was that terrible Red Sox team in 2012. So, Was that the Bobby Valentine year? That was, or was Bobby that Bobby Valentine, yeah. yep. 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 Hilarious. Yep. After the, the beer and the chicken in the clubhouse with Beckett and Lester. Mm. Definitely Lester, maybe not Beckett. I, mm. I don't remember, but right, right. Well, hilarious. Yeah. What else you guys want to talk about? Banana uh, ball. Banana ball. <laughs> Matt's been waiting forever. <laughs> Go for it. Oh wait, wait. Are you actually going to let me talk about banana ball? If you want to, yeah. Why not? Um, I mean, you've only mentioned it five times today, so yeah. Banana ball six times. <laughs> um, so it's so the Savannah Bananas are a actual independent league baseball team. So they do play a regular baseball schedule under the banana under the independent league, you know, rules, regular baseball rules. And so but when Matt says when Matt says independent, he means that they're not affiliated with the major league baseball team. Yeah. So they play teams like the Lake Erie Crushers and the Florence Yalls, you know. Teams that um, is that a real team? Yeah, they were the Florence Freedom, and they changed to the Florence Yells. Oh way better God. name, by the way. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. Way, well, okay, so history, Colin. Uh, about ten miles from where I lived in Florence was a giant water tower that said Florence Yell on it in Florence, Kentucky, which was within sight of the baseball stadium. There, it used to say Florence Mall. But through some legal, I don't know if it was like illegal, you know, the, the water tower can't be used as a billboard or something. I don't know that the municipality said like, you can't advertise the mall on our water tower. So they just, ah. instead of like painting over it, they just changed the M to look like a Y. <laughs> so it says Florence y'all now. Wow. Uh, and Genius. they changed the name of the Florence freedom to the Florence y'alls. And I think it's way better. Holy um, shit. So yeah, so the Savannah Bananas will play a regular schedule there, but they also on the before and after the season they'll have a banana ball schedule where they will try and engage other teams in their newly derived game of baseball, banana ball, and it's got a they literally they set out to say how how do we make baseball exciting, um, and they came up with a specific set of rules that they actually play tested with a bunch of college teams down in, in um, Georgia as well. So I'm not going to, I'm probably going to forget all the rules, but here, here's, here goes. So there's rules like if a spectator catches a foul ball, it's an out. Yep. Um, if you step out of the box, it's a strike. If you bunt, you're ejected from the game. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. 
on you can advance to first on any pass ball, regardless of the count. That's that's a rule they're testing in affiliate yep. minor. Yep. League. Wow. Okay. On a walk, you'll see when ball four is pitched, the batter takes off sprinting because the batter can advance legally until all nine players in the defense have touched the ball. Oh, super funny. Wow. Yeah. That was um, crazy. And I don't know, like you I mean, you'll see the pitcher literally throw his pitches as fast as they can. Um, they're literally trying to fit in as much as they can. Innings are done. I'm, I'm probably missing rules here. I, I They've got like a special sudden death um, extra innings rule too, where it's literally just like a pitcher, catcher, and one outfielder, and that's it. Um, <laughs> um, wow. But what are the other rules? Oh, man. Like um, innings aren't it, – it's cricket style. So like – Whoever scores, you you win the inning. Whoever scores more runs in that inning wins the inning. And you get one point for winning the inning. And you so play as like many hockey. innings as you can until, like, you can't start an inning after one hour and 55 minutes. Oh, wow. So the goal is, I mean, you could score 50 runs in one inning. But if in inning two and inning three, the other team beats you two to one, two to one, you lose the game. You lose. Wow. That's kind of cool. Wow. Um, so yeah, the goal is, it, again, and the whole thought was how do we do this quickly? How do we make it fun? How do we make it in, engaging for the spectators as well? Um, and so they are taking this on the road, literally as like a traveling road trip. Like I think they played a couple series in Savannah and then a, a, a series in Kansas city against the Monarchs, which yep. is an independent league team out yeah, there. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. And it's been really well received. Now, they said they were joking about the first time, a couple of times they did it, people in the stands didn't know what the hell was going on because that's where they have to kind of educate people as to what's going on. Yeah. But people love it. It's exciting. A lot's going on. I mean, it, it, it just looks like a lot of fun. I think I would enjoy watching that. Yeah. Now, you bring up something really interesting. I'm not gonna debate that that would be super fun and i would go see it but i don't i don't necessarily know that even with all the problems that we talk about with baseball all the time and the slowness of the game pace of play rule changes you know things like that i I don't know that most of those rules i I would be cool with like for to to watch a major league baseball game well and and they talk they they address that they say like this may not change baseball at all. This might be just us doing a fun thing before and after our season. Yeah. Um, but they want to make it the, you know, they want to, they've got like a circus type attitude. They want to make it the greatest show on earth. Yeah. And guess what? It's working. Yeah. They sell it, it out kinda, their minor league stadium every freaking game. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like arena football, right? Like that's, that's exciting, but it's not the NFL. And as much as the NFL tinkers with rules every single year, it makes it more offensive friendly. Like it's never going to be arena football. You know, yeah, so, the difference is that the Savannah bananas sell out. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, a hundred percent. I'm just, you know, when I just remember being a kid and watching arena football and being like, wow, this, this is really cool. And this is back like when offense wasn't as big a thing in the NFL, like it is now. Uh, but yeah, I can, I, I guess it like, I could see both sides of like, we, we just want to have fun and we want to do something completely different and that's going to be exciting and that's going to be engaging and it's going to attract fans, but to drastically change the game that the three of us know and love in, in that way, like let, let maybe, maybe like one of those rules I would be cool with. I, I don't know which one off the top of my head, but I just, I just think there's like, as we've talked about many times, there are, there are things within the game that can be easily fixed that would make the game better without making it like a kind of like a circus event for lack of a better phrase. Remember though, when, you know, the three point line wasn't always a thing in the NBA and two point conversions didn't always exist in the NFL. So, uh, yep. I think pitch clocks never, you know, that the, that's coming, you know, that they never existed. So like, you know, baseball will catch up to 
you know, some of these, these drastic things, uh, it's common automated strike zones. It's common. Like th- those things. Are well, happening. well, but as David Cohen said, the night of the broadcast, uh, even though there are way more hitters in the league than there are pitchers, there's more pitchers on the executive yeah, committee the exec than there team. are hitters. <laughs> so uh, pitchers may not want that automated strike zone because they may not get the calls they want. But I'm pretty sure the commissioner can. Uh, I'm pretty sure the commissioner can use his executive rule to uh, get that in. I'm, yeah, I'm but like 99% sure. Yeah, but man versus clown. I know. Yeah, but man, but he, he, even he, the clown, supports that. Well, you, you were about to say something, Ethan? Oh, I was just going to say that the, th- the thing to me that's interesting with, with the banana ball stuff is, like, obviously they're taking those things to an extreme, right, because, like, that circus mentality, which is really cool and fun for what it is in Major League Baseball, obviously you, you wouldn't want to take those to that extreme, but... It could be that those are all ideas that at least get the juices flowing, right? The juices yeah. of creativity. And so, yeah, so in Major League Baseball, you don't have it set up where if you step out of the box, you get ejected. But maybe you have it where if you step out of the box, it's an automatic ball. That doesn't seem that circusy to me. Yeah. And and that keeps the pace of play moving. That keeps people like... You know, the game has to be focused and engaged. And maybe you have something on the pitcher side, too. I don't know what you would do, but to make them fucking throw because some of those guys take forever. But that sort of thing, right? Like, obviously, all of those rules are are to an extreme that would not work for Major League Baseball. Um, you know, it would become a caricature, right? But- so what's interesting, though, is that almost that that exact rule almost already exists. It just never gets enforced in Major League Baseball. Like, you're not supposed to be able to take as much time as pitchers and hitters take between pitches. And so they're testing this in the minor leagues right now. And we've seen headlines about eight pitch, you know, innings with three strikeouts uh, or whatever it is, because they're, they're calling strikes for batters who are taking too long to get into the box and really holding them accountable. Mm-hmm. And, and friend of the podcast, Joe Posnancy thinks that's another thing that's coming soon to major league baseball, where they're, they're going to finally, enforce that and and just you know i mean the, the pitch clock for pitchers but then there's also yeah. going to be the the umpires are going to have their own clock for hitters and say like get in the box let's go stop doing the nomar thing and, yeah right yeah. you don't you know, need to say, be like, like this sunday i saw the phillies play and like bryce took a strike and then you know like sauntered around the infield that seemed like like <laughs> like okay yeah. yeah you got a strike get back in the fucking box yeah uh, it's insane now. Yeah, and if you watch clips of, like, really old games and shit, like, from decades ago, like, that didn't happen. Like, there would be a maybe, like, a a foot out of the box. the plate, and then they're ready to go again. Yeah, maybe a foot out of the box so they could look down to the third base coach and get a sign or whatever. And then boom. Yeah, and that's why I love Judge and Stanton. I mean, they just, they take a swing, they take a ball, whatever it is. They don't move. They're like, all right, bring it. Like, let's go. I'm, I'm better than you are. You know, like I don't, I don't need to walk around. I don't need to do this. I don't need to do that. Just throw the ball. I'm going to hit it 450 feet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what, what, what was Neil, Neil, um, on sports center, Neil something. Uh, uh I, I know who you're talking about glasses. Yeah. I will fight you and I will win. <laughs> uh, I miss him. I wish I still had cable. He was he was the only reason I watched Sports Center. <laughs> Ursich? I don't even know if I, I I know exact. Like I said, I can I can see the picture, but I even if you said his last name, I don't know if I would know it. Curly. Yep. Hair. Gray, gray hair. Neil. ESPN. Neil Everett. Scott. Neil Everett. Uh, Everett, yeah. Stuart Scott, Rich Eisen, the OGs. Yeah. Uh, Neil Everett was it for me. Because <laughs> he was enough of a nerd, you know, like, yeah. He kind of didn't fit in, and that's why I liked him. Dan Patrick, Kenny Maine. Yeah. Kenny wow. Maine just left like a couple of years ago. He had been there forever. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yep. Good stuff. All right, boys. Anything else? We're, we're, uh, we're avoiding uh, getting into, you know, some some serious topics, but um, I'm sure everybody's caught up into that, and we just didn't want to get the blood flowing too much this late at night. But any, anything else? Yeah. Any shout-outs? Anything you want to talk about? 
No. And and you're right. Yeah, that's what it is. Like for me, the only stuff that's been on my mind is really heavy shit. And I mean, the Donaldson Anderson stuff isn't that heavy, but it's still, you know, it's kind of uh I do think it would be interesting to talk about, but but I don't know, maybe maybe not right now. Um maybe maybe we could talk about it last night, although it will have or last night, next time, although it will have cooled down a lot by next time. Why did I say last night? Yeah, there's still um, stuff coming out about that, so maybe give it another week. Yeah, exactly. But but yeah, I'm just uh, I'm not I'm not in the mood to get into all the all the heavy shit. So I was thinking about like I well, if we talked about the non baseball heavy shit that you know you guys you guys of course remember Mike and the Mad Dog, and um, for listeners who don't know, Mike and the Mad Dog were a really really popular um, radio show um, out of New York City WFAN and talk sports talk sports talk radio show. And really, really famously, you can still find this on YouTube. Um, <laughs> Pac-Man Jones is a former NFL player who committed some horrible crime. I can't remember what he did, but he's he's in a strip club. Yeah, he's not a good person. And um, Mad Dog Russo, Chris Russo, had a fucking meltdown about it because uh, he had not been kicked out of the league yet. He he was like still an NFL player and shit. And Russo just went off and he like famously was like screaming, like, throw him out of the league, throw him out of the throw league, him out over, of the league over and over again. And he Show has this guts. like, yeah, and he Show has this really, <laughs> really strong, like New York accent. And he's like, his headphones were coming off. Yeah. Like he was fucking losing it. And, and, and that's what would happen to me, I think. And I don't want to do that. So, um, <laughs> that's, that's why I'm avoiding that stuff. I don't have the energy for that, but yeah. But that clip is worth watching for those who don't know it. Absolutely. If you just go to YouTube and look up Mad Dog Russo, Pac-Man Jones, you'll you'll get it. And it's totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally worth it. And, uh, you know, I guess I guess I, I just hope that we provided our own silly little distraction uh, for everybody. We know the world is crazy. It's always crazy. And, and sometimes more than others, it, it seems more crazy than uh, others. But, um, yeah. It's uh, there we go. Podcast. That, that's the podcast. a great way, great yeah. way to end the episode. Yeah, so yeah. If, if you're listening, hop onto YouTube. Go to the the end of the podcast. You can see the podcast. Boris, mm-hmm. just very having cute. a great time. Uh huh. Yeah, or a tolerating time, anyways. <laughs> All right, boys. Yelling. Yeah. <laughs> look at that look. Look at that look. That's a look of pure hatred.